0: This is Sunday night's main event.
1: What do you guys want to talk about?
0: On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge. A stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me.
2: It's Sunday, and you know what that means. I'm Boris Roberto Aguilar. Welcome you to Canada's Premier Wrestling Radio Show Sunday night's main event. Powered by Destiny Wrestling, the indie god Matt Cardona will square off against Tariq in the main event of Reckless February 24th in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. This is sure to be a match for the ages when two of the very best competitors going today meet in the ring. Get two general admission tickets for only $50 for fans looking to attend both Reckless on February 24th and Carnage on March 3rd, you can pick up a combo ticket at ca, and then just search for Destiny. All you have to do is go to Revelry. That's R-E-V-E-L-R-E-E. This show is always free across the country on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land. You can also find us in podcast form online. And all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast catcher slash app and search for Sunday Night's Main event. We're also on Facebook where you can join the discussion that we have each and every single day. And for that, all you need to do is go to Facebook and search for SNE Radio. We are also on Patreon. You can help support the show and be part of the family. And to do that, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash s enemy radio. And heck, if you're even part of social media, you can find us in all the social medias under the at. SNME radio username. This is going to be a very busy show, but we have a guest this week. And with the help of Slam Wrestling, which you can get all of your news from Slam Wrestling, all you need to do is go to slamwrestling.net. Greg Oliver is joined by Brandon Cutler. Yeah, AEW, the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler. And that is going to be a great chat. Also on the show, we have the world-famous SME Roundtable. And this week, I am going to be joined by the Smack Daddies themselves. We have Brad the Dad McGinnon and Greg Feltham, And we're going to be chatting some SmackDown happenings. The Rock. Is The Rock going to betray Roman Reigns to set up a future match? Is Cody's win or possible win at WrestleMania going to be tainted because of possible Rock involvement? How do they feel about The Rock and Roman Reigns teaming up against Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins in the possibility of night one. And we're also going to be previewing Elimination Chamber, but that's not all because we're also going to be chatting some TNA as a lot of the wrestlers from TNA Wrestling sent an open letter to Anthem in regards to the firing of Scott D'Amore. And we're going to be chatting some big business and whether big business is overshadowing the Revolution pay-per-view, which just so happens to be Sting's final match well like i said we have a jam-packed show today so let's just get straight to it so let's get to the news of the week i'm
3: afraid i've got some news
2: it appears that aew superstar roosh is ready to come back from injury Back in December, AEW's Rush and his band of Ingo made it clear that they were declaring war on the fledging promotion. And then, well, radio silence, but we did learn that Rush was suffering through an undisclosed injury, but he took to X, and he said this, I was injured, and now I am clear to return to hashtag AEW. For almost a year, there's been a lot of back and forth and speculation and will he, won't he resign with WWE and we're talking about Drew McIntyre. His contract is reportedly set to expire following WrestleMania 40 this April, earlier in the week. A lot of people thought he re-signed as he was being advertised for the European tour a month after his contract with Ed, and this led to a lot of speculation that the two sides had reached the deal. According to PW Insider Elite, reports that WWE is currently working under the idea that McIntyre will re-sign with the promotion, which is why he is being advertised for the European tour, but both he and WWE have not made the deal official. PW Insider reports that WWE senior writer and producer Jennifer Pepperman has left WWE. Not much is known about Pepperman's departure beyond the fact that Pepperman decided to leave the promotion herself and she was not released. Pepperman began her career in soap operas, working as both a director and producer for shows such as One Life to Live and As the World Turns, where she directed 231 episodes from 20- 2004 to 2010. She would join WWE's writing team in April 2017 and was said to have the most recently worked on WWE Smackdown Bread, writing stories for the women's division. AEW loves their themed shows and well, AEW Collision just so happens to land on 420 this year. That's April 20th. So Tony Khan took to Twitter and he announced that Rob Van Dam will officially be on Collision on 420. Gotta love that promotion. After weeks of speculation and even winning the NXT Tag Team Titles this past week, Braun Breaker has officially taken his talents to WWE SmackDown on the main roster. Injuries galore. WWE specialists had to deal with the number of injuries as of late across all three brands. CM Punk will miss WrestleMania 40 after getting injured at the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins suffered a knee injury in his WWE Raw match with Jinder Mahal. And WWE NXT star Cora Jade got injured just a few months after returning to TV. But the injury bug doesn't seem to be slowing down, especially in NXT, as Jade will be joined by two more performers, according to friend of the show Dave Meltzer in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Meltzer noted that Nikita Lyons is injured once again. Lyons injured almost the entirety of 2023 after tearing her ACL and only made her return to TV this past December. But with this latest setback, it's unclear what the injury is and what the timeline for her return is. And another NXT star who will be out of action for a period of time is Idris Enofi. He reportedly suffered a serious injury on the February 6th edition of NXT when he and Malik Blade lost to Axiom and Nathan Fraser in a tag team match. But unfortunately, that is not all. Apparently, this past week, during the NXT tapings for this week's show, Shotzi was injured during her match against Lyra Valkyria for the NXT Women's Championship. In a spot where Shotzi leapt off the top rope onto Lyra on the apron, Shotzi landed hard on the floor on her knee. The match was stopped, Shotzi was helped to the back as she couldn't put any weight on her knee, and NXT general manager Ava announced that Shotzi wasn't medically cleared to return to the match. She announced an open challenge for anyone, well... I'm not going to spoil things. You can watch that on Tuesday. But Shotzi is officially injured and she took to X, essentially saying that, yes, she is injured, but she'll be talking about the exact nature of the injury at a later date. What we might as well keep talking about the injuries because word is that Julia Hart and Wheeler Yuta are both injured on the AEW side of things and are not clear to wrestle at the moment. Julia Hart hasn't wrestled in AEW since mid-January and is subsequently reported that she had sustained an injury defending her tbs title against anna j fightful select reports sources in aew say her injury is not expected to be long term but she is unlikely to be cleared for in-ring action for the entirety of february And like I said, there really is an injury bug right now in pro wrestling because Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer has an update on Jeff Hardy's condition. Hardy, in fact, suffered a broken nose during his taped Rampage match with Sammy Guevara last Earlier this week, a ringside doctor had to be called in during their no-DQ bout. Guevara executed a shooting star press off the top rope, nailing Hardy right in the head with his knee. The official stopped the match, calling in AEW Medical to check on Hardy. Hardy was bleeding from his nose and his mouth. When things resumed, Hardy and Guevara ended the match rather quickly, and Hardy had to be helped to the back. Apparently, there were even heated words after the match between both Hardys and Guevara. And in rather sad news, former WCW and NFL star Steve Mongo McMichael has faced a number of health concerns in recent years, beginning with his diagnosis of ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, in 2021. Last week, McMichael was admitted to the ICU as he battled a urinary tract infection. Unfortunately, it appears that McMichael's hospital stay has now been extended due to him contracting an antibiotic-resistant staph infection. Here's hoping that he can recover and get back home ASAP. Things have been very interesting over at TNA between Talent and Anthem since the firing of Scott Demore, Concerned TNA talent have expressed their disappointment and anger over the termination of Scott Demore, the former president, in a letter to management. Posted by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com, the letter signed by your TNA family expresses disappointment over Demore's departure. We are deeply saddened by the decision to remove Scott Demore from the TNA Impact family. Scott has a brilliant wrestling mind that has guided this company and positioned it to take the next step upward in our industry. Scott is much more than this he is a trusted friend confident teacher advisor brother and mentor to many within the tna impact family the the letter stated the letter praises len asper the head of anthem and the company itself by saying and i quote tna simply put would not have survived without len and anthem not just financially but with the undying faith in scott and us to revive the company that was on the brink of death the letter then addressed the future of TNA Wrestling, and then the talent asked for talent and management to set aside the, quote, unkind words and hurt feelings and have an open meeting. The letters also revealed that TNA talent are still not aware of exactly why Demora was fired from the company. We're going to be chatting about this for sure later on in the roundtable, as this really has deflated the forward momentum that tna was having over the past few months there have been a lot of conflicting reports as to who is running creative right now in tna it was reported that tommy dreamer was the head of creative but that just might not be the case apparently the entire team is still what it was as the more was in charge but there's no word who is leading creative right now over at tna wrestling We're going to be taking a quick break here on Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back, Slam Wrestling's very own Greg Oliver is going to be sitting down with Brandon Cutler and having a chat about his career about the indies, and so much more. It's something that you're not going to want to miss out. And then later on in the show, we're going to have the s and Roundtable as the smack daddies themselves. Join me, Brad the Dad McKinnon and Greg Feltham. And as we go to break, you are listening to the music from a local Toronto band called No Marauders. They recently just released their EP, which you can go find on spotify and if you really like their music you can go see them live at club 693 that's on bloor street west with sleepy mean on february the 24th that's no marauders ep release show tickets are just 15 dollars in advance 20 at the door that is 693 bloor street west so we're going to be taking a quick break here on tsn radio and the iheart radio news talk networks and you're listening to sunday nights main event from pillar to post and coast to
0: coast this is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network Did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the children's arena for Destiny's Reckless? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Plata is showing up. Vanna Black, Parazep, Lindsay Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk
4: Network.
2: And we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday night's main event. As I mentioned earlier, there has been a partnership between Sunday night's main event and Slam Wrestling for the best news interviews and so much more head on over to slam that's slam and well this is just the taste just a little taste of some of the interviews that you can get over at slam and greg oliver of slam wrestling sat down with brandon cutler a couple weeks ago to chat about well you're going to be able to listen to it right now so here is greg oliver and brandon cutler so tell me a little bit about how you pick some of these indie shows
5: right this is a little bit different for
1: you right yeah um i don't know honestly the main thing is if it just works for my schedule of what weekend it lands on
5: and how do do you kids feel about you wrestling i mean they're old enough now that they understand what you do
1: um yeah for the most part they're they're six and seven or sorry uh, five and seven right now um so they kind of get that I wrestle and stuff, but I don't think they know fully kind of what it is. I, I kind of still keep them a little bit away from it. Yeah, like, eh, when they're older and they can grasp like that it's all fake and stuff, then I'll let them Wait, know a little not, bit about it. it. It's fake? Right, yeah. Is this not the interview to say that? <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
5: it's predetermined.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> um, which
5: leads to, so the young bucks are so associated with them all through the years. I mean, yeah. how do you feel about their new characters then? I mean, did, did you guys talk about that ahead of time?
1: Right, yeah, their new stuff they're doing with the EVPs. Yeah, I mean, we travel every week with each other, so we're always just bouncing ideas off of each other throughout the whole travel days on Tuesdays. Um, And so I know this is a thing that they creatively are, like, pivoting to, of, like, all right, yeah, you know, that's how wrestling kind of always is. you got to reinvent yourself and do something a little fresh. So I think they're excited to kind of, like, I know they're just dipping their toes in, and they're, like, we still got to kind of discover what these characters fully are fleshed out. But I think they're having fun discovering that.
5: Yeah, but they didn't they drop the
1: YouTube thing, the elite stuff? Right, oh, yeah. Because it doesn't
5: fit the characters.
1: Right, exactly, yeah, to have uh, yeah, uh, their, their little show like that. So, yeah, and then uh, Dark Order, of course, were, like, a, a big part of that show. So they're like, well, we don't want it to stop. Can we just pick it up? like, so, all right, yeah, that's actually a pretty good point to like pivot, and that was another thing they pivoted of uh, Dark Order is all. What if we take over the show?
5: Okay, <laughs> and and you're heavily involved with editing that, or yeah,
1: that? I still do the exact same. It was just instead of filming the Bucks now, I film Dark Order, and so i still film it and edit it, uh, bounce ideas off the guys. Yeah. Okay.
5: And did you ever do any sort of real film study or go to class?
1: No, this was, you know, was uh, uh, that. Self-taught? During, yeah, during um, their height of it, when they were still in Bullet Club and doing the first all-in, they started inviting me to like uh, any local shows or out with them to be like, oh, if you want to come, maybe you could wrestle on the show, but then also like you could help film BTE. So that's how it began. And then during the pandemic era, it would end up being that I'd offer to even edit it. I'd be like, oh, I'll take it off your hands. Because Nick Jackson used to edit it. And so then I was like, all right, maybe if I'll edit an episode or two here. So then it would be me and Nick kind of flip-flopping. And then I just started looking up a lot of videos on editing and filming and, uh, yeah, self-taught. I always say the University of YouTube I looked everything <laughs> up on, like, oh, what's this called? Or what, what's this? How do I d- uh, use this program? And so I learned kind of how to do it. And then from there on, I just kind of took over completely on filming and editing. <laughs> and so that's
5: when you're home, those those... Stays at home. You're doing a lot of that. Or yeah, are you doing a lot yeah. of it
1: on the road too. Uh, no, usually at home. I'll film it all on the road, and then I'll leave that as like a job of like, all right, when I get home, that'll be my home job. Of, okay. Yeah.
5: And then tell me a little bit about. Um uh, staying sharp, like when you're not wrestling every week, right? right do you guys, yeah. do, do you find time for that
1: somehow? Uh, I, I work out twice a day, so one workout is usually just like a, I say like a vanity workout, where it is just like, yeah, I'll work out a muscle group or try and like look good. And then another, the other workout I usually do is more cardiovascular and trying to do like movements that I would be doing in a wrestling ring to try and keep my body somewhat sharp so that it is Because that's how it is is in wrestling. You want to keep wrestling so that you always have that callus. Because anyone that hasn't wrestled in like even three, two or three weeks, you start feeling like, oh my God, that hurts so much more now. (laughs)
5: Okay. And and so even when you get to, like, the arena and you know you're on the show, you try to take a few bumps or whatever,
1: loosen up? No, not not that. I'll usually just go in the ring and, like, you know, hit the ropes or roll around or just, like, kind of just jump around or move or do, like, some chain wrestling. Like, a bunch of the guys will usually do some chain wrestling just to, like, do those types of movements of, like, reversing something, getting down onto the ground, getting up, like, you know, struggling out of a guy's hold or something.
5: But almost everybody on the AEW roster is sort of in the same boat, right? They're not working right. every day like WWE where they're on yeah, the road get for five days. And grinded,
1: yeah. No, it is that. There's some guys that stay sharp, and then some guys, I think they just have access to gyms uh, and, like, uh, what is it, like um, warehouses where people have rings stored. Because sure. I'll usually ask, and I'm like, how do you guys... How do you have uh, t- ring time? Where uh, you guys aren't here, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no." I or back where they used to train, they would always go, and I'm like, "I don't have any of that where I'm at." I'm like, "I got to yeah, just do it here you know at the Somebody's backyard, wasn't right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's and they don't have that anymore. So, <laughs> um,
5: you've been at AEW since day one. What what have some of the biggest changes been? Obviously, it's a bigger company, but there's got to be other changes yeah. that we don't see,
1: right? Yeah, oh, man, that'd be hard to answer of like looking back at day one to now because it is like it's like anything of over time, it just slowly changes so you don't notice the changes while you're in them. Um, trying to, I mean, it was just like a smaller roster, clearly. That's you know, but I'm trying to remember what else has kind of changed since then. Like, a lot overall, like the travel, the schedule is kind of it's still the same, even though we have new shows because when it's all started we had one show and now we have three but it is still you're usually a, you're part of the Wednesday group or the Saturday group so that's the, a great thing is that Tony still keeps it a light schedule on everybody so that we could do Indies when we, we you know feel that we want to um, Yeah, everything's been pr- pretty good overall I mean just like kind of who comes and goes and who's in the spotlight right. that, that stuff changes but that's like the nature of the beast But right
5: exactly as there's far injuries as, all this stuff you can't predict anyway right yeah
1: so. Exactly. You got kind of always just pivot or have someone uh, at the ready to pick up. But overall, it's been like, you know, it's a lot of the same core group, you know, uh, like I hang out with a lot of the same guys that have been there from the beginning. Dark Order and like Best Friends Orange like all those guys so I'm like yeah I mean my little circles the Young Bucks and (laughs) all my circles have been kind of around the whole time (laughs)
5: Uh, and then a few of those guys did sort of step back right QT left right uh, Dana left that's
1: uh, true the
5: the VP did all the the setting up the towns and stuff yeah I mean is that noticeable to guys that that are talent primarily
1: Um, that's one of those things that I think it's like because it's behind the scenes that like the boys Mm -hmm. don't probably really notice those things like you know like who's booking the shows i mean maybe we'll see because they had just left but i mean we've had the last four or right. five years of like the same so that one hasn't hit yet because we're still completing those shows that they booked
5: well that's a good point yeah because you, you've got yeah book that they, far out yeah there, they right? booked them
1: far out so that's like we won't see or feel that change for probably a year or so um, the
5: Bucks reinvented themselves. Do you see that as something you want to do, or are you happy with the drag suits right. and the goofiness? Uh,
1: I do like reinventing myself because I like how drastic from the dragon was to this stooge. So then I, I'm, I like I, I say to my wife, I'm kind of like a, a character actor of like I like playing characters. I don't want to be just like the generic like I'm the best wrestler. I wear trunks and boots and promos that you know where I just talk about how badass I am or something like I like having more of like flair of like no I want to be a character where I'm like no I'm the goof that always fails or yeah I'm like this D&D character of uh, like I'm a nerd or or something where I I enjoy incorporating like Dice or like, <laughs> like nerdy elements into my ring attire or something. So I like kind of doing that stuff of a little more like less on the nose of like what you think wrestler and more just like oh there's a wrestler that likes Dungeons and Dragons that's cool or like oh there's a wrestler that wears this bright funny stuff and dances and is goofy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And your kids are a little bit
5: too young to get into these too much. So.
1: That, right. That one, but they like the Stooge character that I've okay. been doing with the blue and uh, yeah the blue and yellow tracksuit. They enjoy that because that one I designed kind of like I just wrestle of like I keep in my mind of like what would my kids laugh at what would they find funny and so any matches I've, I've let them watch of mine they've giggled and laughed And but your <laughs> wife's done a lot of
5: the costumes too right
1: right yeah she does the all the young Bucks gear uh, since this whole AEW run she's been doing their gear Okay, and yours though <laughs> Uh, no, mine is oh, okay. an Amazon <laughs> tracksuit. Okay, <laughs> right? As I can. Yeah, it was essentially that of ugly or bright and colorful, like wacky. Because I always loved like the '90s and like Save by the Bell kind of uh, color schemes and stuff. So I've always just looked for that of like, oh yeah, let's just do something bright and like wacky. <laughs>
2: And there you have it. Once again, huge thank you to Greg Oliver and the entire team over at SlamWrestling.net. Like I said, if you want the best news and opinions and interviews in wrestling, just head on over to SlamWrestling.net. All right, we're going to be taking a short break here on Sunday night's main event. And when we come back, it is time for the round table as I am joined by the Smack Daddies themselves. And we're going to be chatting some elimination and... Elim- elimination chamber, I should say, and well, where is this Rock, Roman, Cody, Seth story going? Are we going to get a face off at night one of WrestleMania? Is Cody's ending the story going to be tainted because of the Rock's involvement? We're going to be getting opinion on all of that and so much more. And when we come back from this break here on TSN Radio and the iHeart Radio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. wrestling all
0: week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event Group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio.
3: Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month, and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial
0: vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs,
3: and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public insiders. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com.
0: If you smell
1: what the rock is cooking.
0: This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Radio Talk Network,
2: and we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeart Radio News Talk Network, and it is the time of the week where I gather the hosts from around the station, and we have our world-famous Sunday night's main event roundtable, and this week is no different because there is so much to talk about. We have a PLE in just a few days at an ungodly hour for those of us in the East Coast, but it is what it is. I I'm might be up, might be still up from the night before. We'll see what happens. Anyways, on this week's roundtable, I have the smack daddies themselves, Brad the Dad McKinnon, hello, and Greg. How's it going? I'm um, well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. All right, guys. Really quick. Last night, SmackDown, for, for those of you who don't listen to the Smack Daddies, what are you doing? Go to your favorite podcast catcher and download the Smack Daddies podcast each and every Saturday morning. Let's quickly talk about the segment from last night, <laughs> the closing segment, The Rock, Vintage Rock. He is back. He is just, this is Hollywood Rock and then some Brad thoughts i know i wasn't supposed to enjoy it because i'm
4: supposed to boo him but it was great to have hollywood rock back i think he had some great lines about the local crowd there were some lines that i don't think i can repeat on terrestrial radio just because it's the rock and they're edgy and they're cool but i I can't help but think this is a great pivot and he's making the best of of a bad situation where the crowd did not want Rock and Roman. They wanted Ro- they wanted Roman and Cody. And so Rock's like, "All right, you don't get to cheer me anymore. Heck, you don't get to do my catchphrases anymore, Greg. Can you imagine that you're not supposed to sing along with the Rock anymore in 2024?"
3: Ah, uh, it's it's a topsy-turvy world we live in, Brad um it's it's hard to believe that's where we are and we're supposed to boo the rock and cheer roman i i I, a question i am not even sure i really don't know like
2: at this point I love the fact that they are telling such a great story. There's so many weeks between now and WrestleMania. And I swear to you every week, it just seems like they're adding elements to this story. That's really making it so intriguing and who knows what we're going to be. And are they planting seeds when the rock gave that L There's just so much to really dissect from that. And here's the one thing, right? It's Cody's story, but it really feels like the actual story is rock and Roman, how do you feel about that, Greg?
3: Uh, I 100% agree with you on that and, and the other topics. Uh, <laughs> I, I I really am uh, leaning into this. This is a setup. I don't think we are going to, by the time everything is said and done, um, be booing The Rock. Um, I... <sighs> I would not be surprised if The Rock is the reason that Roman loses and Cody finishes the story. That's kind of where it all seems to be headed to me, but...
2: Would that take away from Cody finishing his story if it is a quote-unquote screw job ending where The Rock helped him, Brad thoughts? As long as it's not directly, if The Rock comes out and helps Cody...
4: I've been thinking about this for a while now. This second main event, I think the Bloodline's got to get involved in some way or shape or form. Both Jimmy and Solo, and you have Jay fight off Jimmy, you have someone, I don't know, LA Knight, Seth Rollins fight off Solo, and then you have The Rock come out. And then The Rock's there, and you think he's going to screw, he's going to stay with the Bloodline. And instead, he, he just helps Cody. And I don't think it makes it worse. I think Roman's done this. I mean, Eric Blondone on our network has said that there's a there's a formula to those Roman matches. He famously said it's, you know, Roman's wrestling, ref bump, random moose, Roman wins. I mean, Greg, I that's the formula. I know it drives you nuts. It absolutely drives you nuts, and you're hard to live with after a Roman win. But dude, what do you what do you think? Do you think it will make it better? Do you think Rock? Do you think Rock could even be something like the special referee?
3: I think that this was definitely Valentine's Day week because you are being sweet on me to say that that is the only reason why I'm hard to live with. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, uh, the Roman Reigns formulaic match has gotten very stale. I 100% agree with that. I am now, I'm at that that old age part of my life right now where I really just am, am you know, well over all of this stuff um, and. I, the part that I think me disturb me the most about all of this is I don't think I want to see Roman Reigns headlining two different nights of WrestleMania, which is what it sounds like we're going to get. I was actually really hopeful that we were going to see Rhea Ripley headline the first night of WrestleMania and it sounds like the more I think about it and the more I'm I'm hearing uh, it's going to be, um, you know, the women are going to take a backseat here. And, and honestly, Rhea's, um, Rhea and, you know, even the Becky EO thing, or sorry, Bailey EO thing, uh, to me, has more of a story to it at this point than Two Knights of Roman. Uh, I mean, yes. Okay, don't get me wrong. The Bloodline story is the huge story. It's been going on for, what, 18 years now or some crap that we've we've had to deal with as long as this has been going. <laughs> But we need something here that's, I, I need a palate cleanser. I I can't have two nights of this.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, and that's, I think a lot of people are on the same page, uh, but we'll see what happens in early April. But before that, we have one more stop. In a PLE before Wrestlemania. And that is happening this Saturday, February the 24th in Perth, Australia. Eric live on Peacock and the WWE Network where it's available. So, gentlemen, let us run through the card. Get your opinion and see what where we are going as we really take the road to Wrestlemania. All right. Well, first off, we're going to get the Grayson Waller effect with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Greg, what do you think is going to happen here? Are we going to get the setup to, like... What we were just talking about, night one main event, Seth, Cody, <laughs> Roman, Rock.
3: I think that is probably the most logical answer here for what we're going to get here. Um, maybe we're just going to get Grayson Waller's ass kicked um, in Australia, which, I mean, wouldn't be a bad thing either. So He has a tag partner,
4: so I'm pretty sure Austin Theory is going to be involved with this. and so Maybe we'll have an impromptu
3: face-off. It all comes down to how healthy Seth is. Yeah. It's a format show, guys,
2: Like, so you could easily put that in. Yep, yeah, exactly, and that's the thing, right? Like, We have to remember that Seth Rollins is injured. He does have a bum knee right now, so hopefully he it's a lot better than what, where it was a few weeks ago, but I don't want him to take unnecessary risk at this point. I don't think anyone in that WWE front office wants that at this point. All right, we're going to jump to the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match as the Judgment Day Faces off against Pete Dunn and Tyler B- Brad. Who do you think is going to be champs at the end of the night in Perth?
4: Uh, I have a better question, Boris. What do you think of their
3: terrible new name? Oh, exactly. Is it as bad as Naomi's new music? Is really the question.
2: <laughs> that's ooh. That's uh, we can we should put that up uh, for 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 a vote on the Facebook group. Um, but yeah. This match, you know, something tells me, Brad, that Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate have a pretty good shot of winning because of R-Truth.
4: Oh, I I think that it's not. that's not your ending. I'm pretty sure that they're going to lose, and then a bunch of these tag teams are going to get in a match where if they're going to lose, they're going to lose Truth and Miz. And Truth and Miz are going to
2: win at WrestleMania, and our truth will get his title, his final title run. Yep. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, that it, to me, that is a logical ending to his story. All right, we're going to jump to the men's Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley versus L.A. Knight versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul. Greg, who do you think is going to be facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania?
3: Uh, I think the real question here, Boris, is do I care? <laughs> and, and honestly, I'm not sure I do, because again, going back to my previous comment, if the big push for the headlining WrestleMania night one and Seth Rollins is going to be in that match, um, it doesn't matter what the answer is here. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I care um, of any of these um, pick. You can pick any random one, I, I guess I, I I would say maybe maybe Logan Paul. Maybe I don't know,
4: Brad. I'm I'm gonna hope for Drew McIntyre all day long, boys, because I think that he has he's the most compelling character right now, and Drew McIntyre will be will basically just get to make fun of Seth, and I'll be wins, and then use the excuse that Seth wrestled twice at WrestleMania, and that's why he was not able to defend his title correctly. Boris, uh, you, I think this match should be
2: incredible though, because it has all of the biggest names in WWE in this match. Yeah. And right now, Drew McIntyre is on the run of his career. His mic work has just been absolutely fantastic. His social media game has just, just made me literally laugh out loud at this point. Uh, So I do think that Drew McIntyre should win, but, You know, the stranger things have happened. I think the odd people out who kind of don't have anything to do right now is Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley uh, and Kevin Owens. You know, I think that LA Knight and Logan Paul are going to have start their program at this match, leading into WrestleMania. That seems to be the rumor at this point. Uh, But uh, I think the logical choice here is Drew McIntyre to win the Elimination Chamber and that program. Is going to be spectacular on Raw. All right, we have the women's elim- elimination chamber match, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton versus Naomi versus Unknown as of right now. Yeah, because on Monday they're having a battle royal and we should get somebody in. Uh could we say with think a guess is going to win? I have a guess. What's your guess? Wait, and I bet you we're the gonna battle, have a guess. The battle royal? Yeah. Oh, Jade. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be Jade Cargill. And honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if either Jade Cargill or Becky Lynch win. There's just something in me. Like, I know everyone is pushing for Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch, but I just have this weird feeling that it's going to be Jade Cargill. Like, the star power that she had at Royal Rumble, the, the aura that she had at Royal Rumble at the same time. Similar to LA Knight and Logan Paul, we can have Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill starting their program at Elimination Chamber. Greg, thoughts?
3: Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with any of that. I'm not sure I'm ready to watch Jade Cargill wrestle me at, like headline I, I use air quotes here or wrestlemania or you know uh co-main event or whatever they want to call it um I, I don't know if she's there i don't know if she's done enough to to be there yet like she hasn't wrestled a match in wwe uh i, I don't count royal rumble i'm sorry so it's like you know bringing her into to okay win potentially at elimination chamber um is that enough to do it for me and i don't think it is
4: I see. I'm the other end of the spectrum. I think she would be great, but I think she's going to end up spilling out with either Tiffany Stratton or maybe she'll she'll end up with Bianca. Bianca is actually the match I want to see. I I hope it ends up being Becky Lynch and can Becky climb back up the mountain? That will be an interesting story for WrestleMania. The beautiful thing about this, Boris, is that I think we're going to set up about four to five matches
2: coming out of this elimination chamber for both between the men and the women. They've been planting some great seeds with the rumored matches that we're hearing about WrestleMania. You know, this event is going to be a lot of fun, just seeing how everyone interacts with each other. But a match that is going to get the crowd crazy for one person, and one person only, is the for the WWE Women's World Championship match, hometown girl Rhea Ripley going up against Nia Jax. Brad? <laughs> oh, it's got to be Rhea.
4: There's no chance Nia is going to end this. This would be the worst booking and if anybody thinks that that a former uh, person was there and involved
2: if he's still involved this might be the one time this is the thing if this was wwe six months ago i would have easily said rhea ripley's losing <laughs> like there, there's something about people going into their hometown. How many times did Edge lose his belt in Toronto? How many times did John Cena lose his belt in Boston? How many times did British Bulldog lose his streak in in England? Like, there's so many reasons, especially lately, where the hometown person just can't win. But in this new era of WWE, you know, you gotta leave the fans happy, especially when you're investing so much money in these international PLEs. You you, you want the you want people to come back. So you got to leave them happy. And I think the last shot that we're going to get of Elimination Chamber is Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch or Jade Cargill staring off against each other. Greg, what do you think? How do you
4: – you uh, you are the odd man out. You haven't decided. Uh, is there a woman in this match that you're rooting for or are you going to pick the mystery opponent, which basically covers like three-quarters of the roster?
3: Um. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't – I don't know what to say here. We're we to even look at this. So what what we're gonna do here. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Why aren't you picking why aren't you picking Liv Morgan? You love her. Uh, cause Liv Morgan's not gonna win this. And I mean Becky is not gonna win this. Uh or Becky might win this. I'm sorry. Bianca's not gonna win this. Tiffany Stratton's not gonna win this. Naomi is definitely not gonna win this. And I don't know how the hell I'm gonna handle the 6 a.m. Uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning hearing her music I think that may put me over the edge um, so I, I, yeah is, is this Becky is this Jade yeah it, it could go either way and I don't know I really don't know
2: what to say Alrighty, that is Elimination Chamber, and you can listen to our aftercast of the Elimination Chamber here on Sunday Night's Main Event. All you need to do is go to your favorite podcast catcher and search for Sunday Night's Main Event. The SmackDaddies are going to be covering that show as uh, it's on at an ungodly hour. A little more normal for them, but we will be doing an aftercast for Elimination Chamber. Gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be chatting some AEW, some big business, some TNA, some Scott the more, some open letters, and so much more, where we're going to be talking about all of that here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat
0: wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio.
4: Hello, special friends. You can catch Greg
3: and Brad, your Smack Daddies, each weekend on the SNME Radio Network. We cover our lives, what's happening on the East Coast, and eventually cover SmackDown. Check us out each week at sundaynightsmainevent.com. Please subscribe to get your SmackDaddies and the rest of the SNME Radio Network content directly to your podcatcher for less than a dollar a week. We the ones!
0: This is Sunday Night's Main Event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network.
2: we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday night's main event. And it is that time of the week, again, where we're still chatting everything that's happened in wrestling. And boy, oh boy, it has been a crazy few weeks for a lot of promotions, to say the least. And I'm still joined here on the SME Roundtable with the Smack Daddies, Brad the Dad McKinnon and Greg Father Felflam, we're going to be chatting. We're going to open up this segment with some TNA chat. You know, it's rocked the wrestling world, to say the least, when Scott Damore was let go by Anthem. We talked a little bit about this last week with uh, on, on the roundtable, but I'm still perplexed. I am still just flabbergasted as to what Anthem is thinking. Brad, like, what is, like, any time that, anthem seems to be going somewhere they take like 10 steps back and dare i say anger a lot of people
4: i mean this is the point in which we should call the exorcist the voodoo person like something is haunting whether it's impact or tna doesn't matter if they change the name it there seems to be something there the frustrating thing for me is that it is taking away from what happened in the ring and what's the good storylines that are on the show and the, the momentum that they have. And it is the most polite. I mean, I, like I I dare not say British thing, but it feels very Canadian considering Anthem's roots in Canada, a very polite letter saying, we really appreciate all of your efforts folks, but could we please have our former manager back? We prefer him over the new one that there's anything wrong with the new one, but we really just want Scott back. Greg, First of all, I didn't know we were allowed to talk about anything other than SmackDown. Secondly, uh, could this be more Canadian? Just I will write a strongly worded letter.
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. This is uh, this is. I, I mean, the only way this gets better is that they apologize profusely in the letter, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that we're having to write this letter to you today, and I'm sorry to have to bring this to your attention. But yeah,
2: <laughs> do you do the give it- Here we are. Like, that's just the thing, Brad. Like, it's... What gets to me the most is there so much talent. I have a lot of talent on, like, social media and, like, personal social media accounts, and they're frustrated. You can tell that they're frustrated, right? They're hurt. A lot of people didn't see this coming. And, you know... If you're part of the locker room and signed because of Scott Moore how does this really make you feel? Like, you can't feel good moving forward the direction. We know that Tommy Dreamer now is head of creative. Nothing against him, and I feel bad for the guy because he's the one who has to step up. But I just feel like, you know, the air has been let out of that TNA balloon. Okay, so here's the bigger thing. If he did something
4: wrong, they're going to have their tapings. Just sit everybody down. Pull out the NDAs, slide them across the table, and let everybody sign an NDA, and then we can just have a conversation about what he did. And if it isn't something that's going to get somebody sued, or need requires an NDA, then just bring him back, because it almost seems, okay, maybe he's not the president anymore. Could he not be the head of booking? Because I think that's a fair thing to ask. Uh, It's weird. Greg, what the heck? Like, why would you... Why would you sabotage this company?
3: That That's a damn fine question. I wish I had the answer here because they were starting to, it felt like they had some momentum. Now, granted, every time I've gone to try to watch their product, I can never find it on TV, uh, which is surprising <laughs> since they have a network and that's really all that probably should be on it just on repeat but yet alas i can never find it to to actually watch it but what i've been able to kind of catch up online and um you know find out like the the product and and a couple of the pay-per-views i've seen the product is actually you know pretty good so i yeah it's it's you know one step forward two step back
2: it's a real shame right because even i feel like i'm not in the mood of watching tna right now like it it's it it's hard to watch that product just because it's just you feel like this is TNA 2012 2013 2014 right before they changed the impact and the irony of it all is that they literally just went back to the TNA name and here they are being TNA TNA is gonna TNA and that's what's going on and every time I say TNA I just think of the other uh, the, the the acronym of TNA Greg you I have your say, hand it, up it, patiently. It, yeah.
3: I was going to say, they may be harder to watch now, but maybe that makes them easier
2: to kill. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) There we go. So that's a little TNA talk here on Sunday Night's Minute. We're going to jump over to All Elite Wrestling AEW as we are heading towards big business. Now, Brad, I have a question for you. And I was thinking about this as I was writing my report. I was was writing my report for uh, Dynamite. This question will will be for both of you but i'm going to start with you brad that is this aew revolution is happening in two weeks time big business is happening in five weeks time why does it feel like big business is the pay-per-view and not aew revolution it you're right and that's the problem and when you think about okay we
4: have okada we have okada we have uh osprey we have a ton of big Big, big matches and yet big business is gonna be a bigger show. It might sell more tickets, it might have a higher buy rate, and it's gonna be a pay-per-view. It is nuts. Greg, we drove down to Boston this last year so that we could see uh that we could see, and we thought we were gonna see Sasha. I mean, instead, we had poor we had like a women's match that lasted less than a minute, but that was not what we wanted.
3: Yeah, we we went last summer, we took the trip down to Boston for what we expected to be uh, Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet debuting in AEW to set up her going to Wembley. And yeah, that that didn't happen. And all I'm wondering now is in five weeks time, are we getting Bette Midler or Lily Tomlin coming out for big business?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So... We have AEW Revolution selling really well. Sting's final match. We have big business in Boston once again selling well. I just hope more than ever that Tony Khan just focuses on AEW, stays laser focused because these are two huge shows. Everyone, including everyone on this show, we've been talking about for the past few months where AEW's been feeling a little stale, a little. It's missing that, as the French say, I don't know what. Uh, So... (laughs) You know, with the two shows, what does AEW need to do to keep this momentum going? Brad, thoughts? No fights in the locker rooms. That's <laughs> that's the first <laughs> one.
4: That's I know that's it's a joke, but it's true. Like they just need to keep having good matches and fix the ship. When I I think back to the to the last great wrestling war, uh, as, as as funny as that is. But the idea of the Monday Night Wars, what happened was WWE's product got better, and then the ratings followed. Eventually, if they just keep doing good television and nothing else happens, like no other controversies, people will find their product. And not just wrestling fans, other normal people who are sitting at home on Wednesday nights. I'm a big fan of it. I think that they have, they've done, like the TV, Greg, is so much better. And I will tell you, not only does all week, Geekly do a great job of breaking it down every week. Shout out to uh, to uh, Boris and Dax. But it's a great, like, it's not a hard show to watch. It should be doing better in the ratings. And I'm not sure why, Greg.
3: Um, I, I can tell you why, because I can't tell you the last time I watched it. And the problem is, is that it's not must-see TV. There's Ooh. nothing that's happening on it that's making me say, oh, my God, I've got to
2: go watch that. Greg, you're a little more of a casual wrestling watcher out of the sme group for the most part, right? So let me yeah. ask you, what does AEW need to do? Do you want more compelling stories? Do you want better matches? What will get you to watch Wednesdays at 8 p.m.? Both. It needs to be
3: both. It needs to be compelling stories. It needs to be great matches. It needs to, you know, as you said, I I Je sais quoi. I don't know what that is, but AEW isn't there right now. Um, I, I can tell you one thing that would help is that they can't have pay-per-views that are six hours long. Like and and looking ahead at Revolution, I see six matches and I'm like, all right, that's like two and a half, maybe three hours. That's actually reasonable okay. But here's what's going to happen is we have three weeks, so that pay-per-view is going to jump to 11 uh, 11 matches,
2: and I won't watch it because it's just going to be too damn long. With the zero hour uh, and everything else, right? Like It's going to be a long show, and that's almost guaranteed at this point with AEW, right? And that's one of the things that, honestly, for the longest time, my brother, who is a casual wrestling viewer, stopped watching WWE because he couldn't invest six hours every single month. And with AEW's Pay per view number rising, they really need to cut back on the shows. Like, I understand, you know, bang for buck and wanting to, you know, give people the best show possible, but give them the best show possible in a three hour time frame. Not everyone needs to be on the card. Not everyone needs, we don't need to have random matches uh, for the sake of having random matches. And I think that's where this, what I mean when I say laser focus focus on your talent, focus on the matches, focus on the storytelling. Focus on AEW alone. Do not mention WWE at any point. Because anytime that they do start mentioning WWE, it comes off as petty at this point.
4: Brad. Cody. The Cody... Uh, line was a wasted line and it's almost like look over there cody's main eventing the biggest show in wrestling and that is a stupid idea there's that never worked did not work for tna it did not work for wcw do not follow the trap and also just be awesome you have great matches every week the daniel bryant retirement tour matches are are great there's an amazing match every week where he's fighting a legend, and I think there's your storytelling, Greg. For one little thing, is just a little bit more storytelling and focus on those matches. Yeah, maybe you we're not watching Collision every week. I'm I'm a pretty hardcore fan. I don't watch Collision every week, mostly because in Canada it's in a terrible place to find. But I go on my way to watch certain matches when they're promoted, and that's a dream because Daniel Bryan wants that match. I want to watch that match.
3: Yeah, uh, WW or sorry, uh, AEW has what five hours of programming a week, and then when you also add it, is it six? Six hours of programming a week, and then you add in ROH is another what two?
2: One or one and a half of course, How long is ROH? Way too long. It, it, the, problem with, <laughs> or, the problem with Ring of Honor is that because it's not on TV, it can be as short or as long as they want. But why give us 11 matches of absolute useless things? Like I said, the best thing out of ROH is Athena and Athena only. Athena is carrying ROH on her back.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's eight hours of programming a week. Let's just call it what it is, right? But, you know, eight ish hours a week. How, like, you don't need eight hours of programming a week, you have all these toys on your shelf that you can't take out and play because you don't know what to do with them. There's so many there now that that I think is the AEW problem is that the, there's the too thing, many toys and you don't know what to play with.
2: And that's exactly it, Greg. Sorry for cutting off there. Uh, the thing that gets to me is that they have the best pound for pound wrestlers, the best on paper roster They're like and, and and they have some amazing brains in the back with Jeff Jarrett, with Brian Danielson, with others to create an amazing product. So I still believe, and I'm still under the the, the, the the train of thought that Tony Khan just needs to spread the wealth, give other people roles, have him get help. I think that is one of the biggest problems. This is a guy who runs a football company or a football club at Fulham. This is a guy that uh, helps his dad with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And on top of that, he has a whole wrestling company to work with, and for Two. It is crazy. Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Yes. Two. Two. Two and, companies. R.O.H.
4: Dude, and the biggest thing is they need to, like when you say stuff like J- Jeff, Jarrett, Daniel Bryan, and wrestlers, some of those guys are wrapping down their career. Both of them seem to be fairly selfless. We need some wrestlers. They need to make some new guys. And they did, for all we want to say about the MJF title run, they made a guy.
2: But it is that time of the week where we have to bid farewell and say goodbye. Thank you so much to listening here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And just remember that you can find us each and every single week in podcast form. And in fact, we have a show just about every single day covering the world of pro wrestling, whether it be Raw, whether it be SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision, we've got you covered. All you need to do is go to your favorite podcast catcher and search for Sunday Nights main event we're also on facebook where we have an excellent awesome group that loves to chat wrestling and you can find us by going to facebook.com and searching for snme radio and you can be part of the family and help support the show and everything that we do by going over to patreon.com snme radio and we have been powered by Destiny Wrestling, where you can see the indie god himself, Matt Cardona, square off against Tariq in the main event of Reckless on February 24th in the Osh- in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. This is sure to be a match for the ages when two of the very best competitors going today meet in the ring. You can get two GA tickets for only $50, and for fans looking to attend both reckless shows on february 24th and carnage on march 3rd you can pick up a combo ticket via www.revelry.ca slash event slash reckless that's revelry r-e-v-e-l-r-e-e be sure to come out and support destiny wrestling oh again we are so busy in the Awesome with the pro wrestling. But again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay tranquilo.
0: Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snmeradio.